Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Anderson, and today I'm going to go straight into this one. I have the lovely Phoebe Hagen with us today, and the reason why I've got her on is because I feel like personally, from a mindset perspective and a physique standpoint, she's really, really come far, and she's just come with a fantastic second place at the UK BFF Junior Finals. She's had some really cool appearances on BBC Three, and she's got a really, really great YouTube channel, so I'm really, really excited to pick her brains and find out more about her journey so welcome Phoebe. Oh that was such a lovely that was such a lovely intro. (laughs) Hello. Okay so it's only been a few weeks since your final show right? Yeah it's been about it's been 12 days I think this is the 12th day post show from the British finals I know it's gone so quick already. So talk us through how you're feeling at the moment after coming out of that show. I have so, like, I came out of that show really on, like, a good high. Like, I'm really happy that, obviously, my competing season ended on a really good high. Mm. Um, And now, like, to have all my energy back, to have strength back in the gym, like, everything's just going, like, so well. And, yeah, like, off-season's pretty much in full swing now, so I'm excited. Nice. So I know that we briefly spoke about this, but I find your journey really, really interesting, especially not just from this year, but also from last year. So for listeners that don't really know your backstory, I don't know whether you want to give a bit of a back history of what's been going on with you. Yeah, well, how I started competing was pretty much how like I met my boyfriend through the gym and then he pretty much introduced um, bodybuilding to my life and I just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and the British finals that I just done 12 days ago was my 12th show that I've done in the last two years of competing. So that's like crazy to say, like I've done 12 shows in two years. That's just like mental. Um, but yeah, last year was totally different. Obviously it was totally new to me. I've never even like been in the bodybuilding industry. Like I've been into fitness and stuff. Like I used to be a cheerleader. I did cheerleading for like eight years um and then after that I always used to be into um like some sort of fitness like I loved dance and I loved um I loved running as well um but obviously I've always been into fitness but bodybuilding was absolutely new territory to me so like I was going in pretty much with not not a lot of knowledge just what I've kind of found from the internet pretty much um and then, yeah, going off of that. But um, at each show, it made me better. Like, so from my first show I did was Mass SBC, which is a university-based um, federation, which you're only allowed to be a university student for this federation, which I think is quite good for people wanting to get into the industry. Um, and that's what I pretty much did. Um, and that I won that and um, and won bikini overall as well, the whole... Um, the whole day, which was really, really cool for my first show. So I was like absolutely buzzing. Yeah. So then I went to Federation and I went to UKBFF. Um, and last year I did, I think it was, how many? South Coast. Uh, I think I did about six shows in UKBFF last year. Yeah. Wow. So I literally just went head first because I really, for me last year, I like, from obviously coming from, first and overall and then I went into my first UKBFF competition and I came sixth um and that kind of really hit me harder than I thought it would because I knew it was a massive federation and I knew it was going to be tough but I still thought like oh like 
damn, like I didn't place or anything. But from there, it made me grow as a person to think, okay, let's improve on what I can improve on and let's get better. And from literally from that point of getting, coming from like first to sixth, like in that moment, it kind of became real to me to be like, right, this is how you get better. This is how you get stronger, like, and how you come back from each competition and just get better and better. Like, I'm still getting over six shows. Like, I literally did one show this year, just from starting the place, and I thought, right, I'm just going to go straight into an off-season. Yeah. So talk to us about how it's actually like. Like, is it like your first two shows, you've got loads of energy, then you kind of peak, and then you kind of drop down? Like, I have no idea how how you would feel with that. So tell us what it's like. Well, I don't, like, this year, doing that many shows, I think last year, it was literally... I think I counted it out. I think it was literally from March, April, June, July, August. And then when was British Runners last year? Then October, then November. So it was literally one pretty much every month last year, which, yeah, it did get to me by the end of it. Like I was absolutely just like, I was like, just not just exhausted is like, isn't even a word could like it was just absolutely ridiculous last year but I just kind of pushed myself because I wanted to learn and I wanted to learn more about this sport each time I competed and I found each time I competed I got better and that's what I kind of was addicted to I kind of realized at how better I was getting each time I competed so I just kept on going but honestly last year by the end of it obviously I was absolutely knackered and my body definitely needed a massive rest but like when I was in it I wasn't like like so exhausted or tired or kind of like just absolutely knackered because I was so focused on just getting better. I know that sounds absolutely mental, but kind of like, you know, when you like, you're just so focused on something, everything else just doesn't even, you don't even feel anything else. Yeah. So I was just kind of focused on that a lot last year. Um, obviously this year I did less. I did. So last year I did seven shows. This year I did five which is still quite a lot. Um, and I think this year it definitely did um, like hit me at the end, like for British finals, like the last three shows were difficult. Um, so, but yeah. So after doing that many shows, like what did you think that you learned like every single time? Like was it your posing got better? Was your peak week getting better? So you were becoming tighter in the shows? Like what do you think was really beneficial for you in that sense well for me it was like obviously I did my first two shows and I didn't have a coach and then I got a coach um and that was that was a lot easier for me because obviously you could tell me like what to eat obviously peak quick and stuff because I would just lower calories and I would just wouldn't know like how everything worked like two years ago like last year and stuff so but now obviously it's it's a lot easier for me like I know what to do now um in terms of like peak week and water loading and all of that type of thing um but every time I kind of did a competition like one I absolutely loved at the stage that's why I kept on going back and two it was just like you know it's just like little things you look back on videos you look back on photos of yourself and you're like I can improve on that and it was also expanding my mind of like how to take criticism a lot more um because I I used to literally when I was younger like in like high school years I used to like when people would say something not bad about me but like I don't know like joke about something like oh like I have curly hair and they'd be like oh your hair's fuzzy 
I would literally take that to heart and I'd be like really upset over a comment like that. But now, like compared to now when I get a com- like a um, comment from like any bodybuilding or anything from social media, like I can take it. And that's what I've learned quite a lot from this industry is that to take criticism and everyone has their own opinion. So in comparison to high school, when you said you used to struggle with taking criticism, you've now taken quite an objective standpoint. Now, what is it about bodybuilding that helps you get that objective standpoint and take the criticism in comparison to when you were like at high school? I think it's just that I've just grown up a bit more. Like, because obviously high school, you're all, you're quite young anyway. And like something like that, no one likes to hear criticism really. And some comments, obviously, I think sometimes are ridiculous for me. And it's kind of like, if sometimes it gets to you a little bit like oh is that really the content that people think I put out or as in oh really is that what they think when I'm on stage or anything like that if there is a certain comment that they say but I always think like I think it's just my mind's expanded more like I'm so more open-minded just about other people's opinions because I always think like everyone is entitled to their own opinion so you can't you can't really say oh I'm right I'm right when everyone has their own like way of thinking I think that's a big one for people to take away especially if you're going into the competing world for the first time like it can be really hard and it can be hard to not take it as like a personal attack the thing is it's that's that's why it's so hard I think at the beginning for me last year it was quite hard when like I was getting kind of the missing of the placing of the top three and because I kind of was still in that mindset of I'm bringing my best, I'm doing this, but you have to remember with the competing world is you have to bring your best and you can, I always think you want to win, but you can never expect to win or place because you can only bring your best. You can't control who turns up on the day. You can't control the judges, like what they're looking for and anything like that. So I always think as long as you've brought your best and you've done everything you can in your prep, then you should be proud of what you bring to stage. You can never be like, try and be someone else just because like, I don't know, just because of what comments have been said, like from a judge or from social media. So what's your kind of strategy when it comes to peak week and maybe like your few weeks from your show? Now, I remember when I did my first, first, first show, which was ages ago at Fit Factor, I was comparing myself quite a lot. And I remember that got me down quite a bit. So what is it that you do now, which you wish you potentially should have done previously? Last year, I, like, that was me last year. I Last year, I would go on social media and, like, not purposely, but you obviously, you make friends through the competing world and then you start following other people then you don't know that they compete and then they put up, oh, I'm competing at this show and you realise it's the same show as you and then you obviously see their photos more and more, not even going on their profiles, just seeing their seeing their photos on your feed and you're like, oh my God, I'm against her. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm not gonna... Like, it, that's just all the comments that run through my head every time. But now, like, I don't know what it is. It's like a switch has just flicked and like, I if I see someone that I'm competing against, I'm like, gosh, she looks good, give her a compliment. Like, I don't, I don't know, it's just so different this year, like, so, so different. Like, my mind just completely, like, switched off because I don't, 
I don't kind of focus on other people. I just kind of focus on myself. Like if obviously I'm not going to, if I see someone and be like, Oh, she, she looks really good. Oh, and then kind of not comment or anything or like not like it just because I'm against her. I'll comment and like her photo and be like, girl, you look so good. Like you're going to kill it type thing. Because I think the most important thing you can take away from competing, especially is the people you meet in it. And the way you kind of act in the kind of competing world, like if you're really to yourself or if you're really like open and just chatty with everyone, kind of determines, I don't know, who you, like how you stand in the industry. I know loads of people that literally like they will switch, like you said, they'll switch off. They will not even look at social media because they need to get into that mental like mindset of like competing and stuff I think I don't post anything for like quite a while just because I know it sounds really weird but as in I can never be bothered to post anything because sometimes I really like to put in good captions on my Instagrams and stuff like that but my mind is just so like away with the fairies at that point in like peak week so I just have no clue like what to write and then trying to get a good photo and I'm like I can't even be bothered so I think it's like Peak week, I'll probably post like one physique update and then not post anything because I can't be bothered. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk to you directly about, if that's okay, is your transformation from the Arnold's in Barcelona to the Finland show. Now, I know you were really open on Instagram and social media about like you just weren't feeling like you brought your best and that kind of got you down. So I don't know if you want to talk about that because I definitely do think that your package from the bar the Barcelona to Finland was like completely different yeah I already knew that Finland was definitely my best condition I think all season I think my my Marbella condition was quite good but I think confidence wise the way I looked everything my favorite show was Finland and that's that's a massive thing because the way I treated my mindset going into Finland competition is probably why it was my best condition probably why it was my favorite competition and probably why like I did so well um but the Arnold's I think was a massive massive learning curve for me because because I kind of I'd obviously won the English Grand Prix overall as well and then went in straight away into um amateur Olympia and my Bayer um placing there as well I was like I'm on a roll like I'm so excited like I'm I want to place in the Arnold and the difference between the mindset for English Grand Prix and Marbella and Finland um, compared to Arnold's was I went into the Arnold's um, competition my mindset was like I'm bringing back a trophy I'm going to bring back a trophy and I've never thought like that this year apart from like last year I used to always think that like I want to bring backup trophy I want to place blah 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 and that's when I kind of like went on I had so many nerves I was stressed like everything was going on you know when you kind of get like nervous and like worried and then just little things start to go wrong like my tan went a little bit patchy and I really like worried so I put more tan on and then it went worse and I was like fuck but it wasn't actually that bad like I was, you know, when you worry about something too much and it wasn't even that bad. Um, And then my makeup was like, I don't know, my makeup starting smudging, 
my eyelash like fell off so I had to put it on like so many times and then my hair I've always talked about my hair my hair is not naturally straight it is naturally very very curly and it was an absolute nightmare it was so hot backstage they kept on like backstage at the Arnold's there's no mirrors so I had to run keep running to the bathroom like every time to like check condition or like how I looked and stuff and it was like one thing after the other it was just like little things as well um and yeah I just like for me I was very stressed and the reason I was the reason I was so even my boyfriend said he was like you didn't look yourself on stage um because I was so nervous like he was like you kept on moving you kept on posing like not the way you were supposed to like the way you usually do and like you can even see it in my face like when I posted that Instagram um my face just looks nervous compared to my face in Finland um which is obviously frustrating for me because it's like that was a big competition and if I would have just gone in it with a different mindset it could have been totally different um but obviously it's a massive learning curve and I'm glad I kind of went through that because it kind of made me better for Finland, which was which was good. Okay, British finals, amazing result. Literally second. Came second in my junior and I came third in my height class. Okay, so I'm not really familiar with how the UK BFF works, but um, does like the junior category differ in comparison to like your height class for, what, for like what they look for? Um, I think the difference is kind of like, obviously because you're junior because you're I think it's you're under 23 um so I think I think they look for less sometimes they look for less conditioning in juniors because because you're quite young I don't really know or like yeah I think it's kind of that's how they look the like the difference between junior and high class I think it's literally sometimes condition it doesn't, I don't really know what the actual difference is. I think it's just for people that are younger that have a little bit more of a chance against people like their age. Yeah, because I think if you were to go straight into like a bikini class and you were like 18 or something up against people that are like 25, 24, then I think that would be a lot, like that would be a bit difficult for you to kind of have a fair chance. Okay, so I'm interested to hear what the feedback was from the British finals then. Um, my, my, literally my feedback was my condition for both of them. My condition wasn't as good as the girls who were above me, which is totally fair and I totally agree with that. Um, like I know my condition needs work um, for the next year and next season stuff. Um, but I kind of, I, I knew that already and I did, I feel, I think I'm my own worst critic as well, but I, I can kind of take it and I, I just, I don't mind. I like improving it anyway. But um, I think my condition from, I think from like Finland onwards wasn't like my best. Like as in the British finals, I don't think was my best condition um, and neither was Arnold's. I think we kind of got to play around with like, things that we can work on and try and get my condition better on the day mm. and stuff but that's just things to like work on and just like little things sorry, if you... sorry babe I keep interrupting you okay so a lot of people say after show day that they actually look better like the day after the show like was that the case for you 
Um, kind of, kind of not because I just, I don't know, kind of, yeah, I'd say actually, yeah, because like you've eaten a lot more than you usually would like, and you kind of, your muscles kind of fill out and that you get all vascular and it, I think, yeah, I think after show day, probably a lot of people would probably look better, but, um, yeah, I think for me, that's kind of the same to be fair. So your boyfriend competes as well, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He did a show. He did the Kent Classic um, this year in August. And did he do well? Like, did he place? Yeah, he came second. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get a invite, which was really, really frustrating. Um, but he, he came second and they only gave out in, uh, British invites to the first place winner, which is really, really annoying. Um, it depends, like, sometimes some classes you can just say, they can just say, oh, we only want the winner. Um, and some classes they say, oh, yeah, all three. But for some reason, his class was only the winner, which is really, really frustrating. Um, and I think I think next year he's going to kind of, or he's either going to have a massive off-season to kind of grow, or he's going to kind of do a show, like, later on next year. So... I'm excited for that, to be fair. So you're both prepping, like, at the same time? Probably, which never happened. Oh, actually, no, it did happen this year. We were both on prep um, this year, actually. That was when I, I was on prep for the Arnold's, when he was on prep for his show. Yeah, so I like being on prep when he, like, the same time as him because, like, we can kind of support each other a lot more and we kind of know what each other's going through and he doesn't have to eat in front of me because all of my preps I swear to god he has eaten so much food in front of me and I'm just like can you just eat what I'm eating so I don't get jealous of your food <laughs> so I can remember being like two weeks out for my show and cooking Joe like this massive like crumpets of like bacon maple syrup and all this like crazy stuff and I was like oh my god if anyone relates I always like what always helps my cravings I smell like what he's eating or like if he eats something I'm like oh can I have a smell like if he's having like a cake or something like that I'll smell it which so many people have said I do that as well so I'm glad I don't feel alone in that sense I used to like you know when dogs give you that look like just before you eat yeah that's me I am the dog (laughs) I literally look I'm like um Okay, so obviously being in a relationship while you're competing, like that's quite demanding in itself. And, you know, relationships don't work by themselves, like you've got to work at that. So how do you kind of balance working, I guess what I'm trying to say, on your relationship as well as like on your competing side as well? Because I know people can struggle with that. Yeah, I do know like a lot of people, well, I know a few people that have obviously had relationships and obviously like have had problems like on prep, um, and stuff because you do get very irritated really like a lot more easier um when you're on prep um, it's different I think it is very different when you are both on prep because you know you understand and I think me and my boyfriend at that that point where if one of us snaps and we have like a little tiff we kind of literally just come back to it in like five minutes and say sorry because it we know it's not like we're not actually angry like really really angry at so- like each other so in that sense, it is quite good when we do understand each other because it's a case of just kind of just not pushing it to the side because it wasn't, it probably wouldn't have been a problem if we weren't on prep, if that makes sense. Mm. So it's just like little things like 
I don't know. I can't even think of an example. It's just like little things. If we were to just have an like a mini argument, we'll just say sorry because, like, we know it's nothing. We can't kind of sort out. It's just because we are very lacking in food and mood swings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like me, and my boyfriend always say we're like it'll be cool to like compete at the same time. But I can just imagine me and him arguing over like who does faster cardio first and like random shit like that. Okay, so let's talk off-season. Like, you've only just gone into, like, your off-season. So what's your approach with that at the moment? Um, well, I've kind of taken the approach. Um, obviously, I think the last, I think the first, like, two, three days um, after show, because I was still in Nottingham Sunday anyway. So Sunday, I literally just had what I wanted. I Like, we were in a hotel. There was no way I could, like, make any food or anything. So I just literally... How I wanted, like, I didn't go crazy or anything because I was already full from the night before anyway. So I just ate when I felt like, um, and that's what I kind of did for the last, like, two days. But obviously, for me, this is a lifestyle anyway. So, like, I like making food, like, like my meals, like chicken and, like, sweet potato and, like, bagels and stuff. I like all of that stuff, but, like, just with a bit more flavour this time. Um, but I am reversing out at the moment and it is going really well and like my strength is going up and stuff which is really good I have increased I've got like three days so I have like a high carb day a low carb day and a medium carb yeah a medium carb day um so I've got three days so like obviously I'm just carb cycling at the moment out of my um out of my show day prep which is actually going quite well I've never done that before so that's quite interesting to kind of see like how my body's reacting to that and how are you getting on with like controlling your hunger and bits like that because I know when I was kind of on my show like that was something that really really shocked me and I wasn't expecting to feel like so hungry after I came off my stage yeah like the the fact that you're allowed food so you're like I'm just gonna eat type thing yeah um to be fair all right because like if I want something to eat I'll have my meal but if I'm craving something like a chocolate bar I'll have a chocolate bar like I'm not gonna kind of have that restriction I didn't have that restriction last off season obviously I want to make improvements but I know one chocolate bar is not gonna differ anything like obviously if I did that every day then it might be a problem but like I know my body and I know what kind of to push like how to push it um and how to restrict and how to not to restrict it so for me especially for my mind as well I think I don't want to get into that because I know a lot of people do find it very hard coming out of post-competition and they do restrict themselves a lot more than they need to then end up binging because they've restricted so much um so I think for me my main goal is kind of not to restrict so much but to also um but also, so kind of find that happy medium like everyone wants to kind of have a chocolate bar, basically have a chocolate bar when they want one, but also not to have one every day type thing yeah. to kind yeah. of restrict enough um, to make it a balanced lifestyle, but also improve and stuff like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I've been doing a lot more like noting like when I'm getting cravings around my cycle and like bits like that if I really really do feel stressed like and I do eat something like it's not as if it's bad because I feel like once you start labeling it, it's like bad and good then it kind of spirals and it actually doesn't become more like balanced it, then it becomes more of a psychological like difficulty that people face yeah that's what I don't like the most a lot of people 
um, at the moment keep like, I don't know, kind of, obviously a lot of people, social media and YouTube are so popular at the moment, like unbelievably popular. And a lot of, it's so good. Like I do love it. I do love seeing people kind of put out their own content and their own stories because like, that's pretty much what I did last year, like putting out my own story of like competing and stuff. So it's so cool seeing like other people do it as well. Um, and obviously I, I follow quite a lot of people anyway. And, um, obviously seeing like loads of post show, um, competitors and a lot of people are coming out of their post show. So it's very difficult for them at the moment. So I think what the most important thing is to just do is kind of make sure like, I don't know, like do it the right, do post show the right way. If that makes sense, kind of like, yeah, post show kind of doing it the right way. And obviously what basically how I've done it is just literally up my calories, like slowly each kind of few days even. Um, and that has worked for me. Um, and I feel like really good within my body. Like I feel strong, like I look strong and I love that. I love, I don't, I do like, it's such a love, like love, hate relationship. I love having like abs and like being like, look at my abs. But then I also love being like, look at my peachy butt now. Like I have a butt and like, look at my shoulders because they're filled out, like not depleted. Um, but yeah, I think the most important thing with pro show is just to make sure you don't get obsessive, like either way, like a lot of people will either get obsessive of counting macros and making sure that you're they're on point every day and kind of restricts like they did on prep, but you, or they'll also kind of overindulge and be like, I'm off season. So they're just going to be obsessed with just eating as much food as possible. So I think the important thing is just finding that balance in between. Like, I'm so glad you said that. And that is something that I touch on in um, a previous episode, the post-show playbook. Like, if you're, if all you're focusing on is food, then you're basically telling your subconscious to focus on food. And it's just going to be like food, food, food the whole time. Whereas if you just distract yourself like as best as you can and put it into like a positive thing, then it makes the whole process like a lot, lot easier. Yeah, I think that's very, that's so important. Like my focus this time is literally just to get strong AF and just like build myself up like to a better person. Um, and that's my main focus this off season and stuff. So you say you do a lot of um, coaching, particularly in the off season when it comes to the PH training uh, coaching program that you kind of offer to girls. So how does that differ Obviously, the food differs, but how much does it differ in terms of the training, do you find? Or does it kind of depend on, like, client to client? Um, for me, it's, yeah, for me, I've kind of taken a lot of, a few girls that um, have kind of, like, I'm kind of taking them into their off-season and then bringing them into their competing season. Um, and for me, it's quite cool because, obviously, I'm on off-season as well. Um, and... The way for me, the way I do training at the moment, I kind of am focusing on the way I'm training, like my technique, um, but also strength. Like some days I'll go a lot heavier and kind of get the weight up because I know a lot of people say you can shove on a load of weights on the bar, but are you really like, and you can obviously move the weights from A to B, but are you really like contracting your muscles, blah, blah, blah all of that but and then sometimes I'll 
obviously do really good technique and sometimes I'll do strength days, which is totally fine. And I, that's the way I like to do it. Cause I love, I love lifting heavy. And I know if I was just to restrict myself and be like, Oh, oh I'm not going to put that much weight on because I know it's not going to contract my muscles. Well, blah, blah. but I do off like, like training heavy. Um, so if I can move the weight from A to B, still get a good contraction, then I'm going to do it type thing. Um, so, but, um, yeah, the way I kind of do things with my girls on off season is pretty much monitor their nutrition and their training plans, um, weekly, um, and kind of get their calories, um, to as high as possible, um, without obviously gaining too much body fat and stuff like that. Um, monitoring that, um, and making sure obviously training is obviously really good as well. So they can get like as much muscle gain as possible. Um, but yeah, I love it because a lot of the girls that I've kind of signed on at the moment are they're the same as me. They're the same mindset they want to build because a lot of people will say, I want to build, but then they get scared when the scales go up, which I think is totally normal. But you need to obviously get that thought out of your head of the scales are a bad thing type thing. So when it comes to your clients generally, what is the biggest struggle that you kind of come across well they come across is it they're tra- they're struggling to push the numbers up in the gym um really hit that failure or is it food like what have you found personally is the hardest part for them I think it's definitely for them it's weight gain I think for a lot of people a lot of people find it very difficult gaining weight um on their off season obviously they're so hungry to to like improve and wanting to build muscle and do better than last year but then again they are very scared of the scales going up and I know like that's that was me last year like, I didn't like seeing the scales go up last year at all um but now it literally doesn't even bother me like I don't care what the scales say like I weigh myself every day and like just to get myself in that frame of mind of being like the scales mean like the scales are a good indicator of rest and stuff but at the same time for off season I don't know like off season you're gonna gain like if you you're gonna gain weight either way so I think you've kind of got to just accept that in that sense yeah definitely and I've actually done a bit of like a new technique so I look at my body before I step on the scales every single time now and you know your body hasn't changed from the two seconds that you've weighed yourself so as long as I have that positive thought like fully ingrained in my head of like what do I think about my body right now and then when I go on the scales like that number doesn't bother me because I've been able to rationalize that negative thought pattern and that belief system in my head whereas if you just go straight to the scales as soon as you wake up like you are putting your whole belief system on a number whereas if you just go to the mirror first you'll be able to feel like you're more in control of what you think and obviously that affects the rest of the day. So I think that's so, so important if anyone's struggling is to look in the mirror first before you weigh yourself. Yeah, that is, that's so, so true. Like I generally agree with that so much because I think a lot of people will really, they'll jump on the scales in the morning and be like, oh my God, I've gone up like a kilo or two pound or whatever. And um, they'll get so disheartened and be like, why have I gone up? And then they'll look at themselves and be like, oh, I'm so like, bloated or I've put on so much weight blah blah blah. and actually they they don't look that bad and I always say take photos of yourself like photos are a better indicator of how you actually feel because like the scales could say whatever like loads of people always say like 
I can't believe you're 60 kilos, blah, 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 like in your competing, like that's my competing stage weight, like 61 kilos. And they're like, how is that like possible? Like that's not heavy, but like, like some bodybuilders I know are like 60 whatever kilos. And like, they're like, how are you that heavy? And I'm like, it doesn't bother me. Like you have to take in so much indications and factors into the scales as well. And I don't know. I think people overanalyze the scales. I think a bit too much when it comes to prep sometimes. Yeah. So when it came to like stage weight for like hitting like a certain weight when you kind of wanted to compete and get up on that stage, like did it differ a lot? Because they do say like when you fly, like that holds water and it can affect how much you weigh and like bits like that. So it'd be interesting to hear what you think about all that stuff. Yeah, I think for Arnold, because I flew out on the Wednesday and I competed on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I think I was just very stressed both of the both days. Um, I don't think Arnold's was great for me at all. Um, like body wise, I kind of worked towards it, and then the last few days were just stressful. So I think, and I put, and I think that's all down to myself, like putting myself under that pressure. Um, the last couple of days of being like, right, let's focus. Like, that's what I was going to say about my dif- the difference between, like, Finland and Arnold's um, was that, like, like, on show day, I always love, like, talking to loads of people, like, being around the people that I wanted, taking photos like, and stuff like that. But for Arnold's, I didn't do that for the Saturday. I kind of was, like, right, I'm focusing on myself. I'm not going to um, not talk to anyone, but kind of just be in my own mindset, like, listen to music, which I never do. Um yeah. And that made me actually more nervous. I was texting my boyfriend, like, I'm really, really nervous. I don't know why. Um, and he was like, you look fine. Like, I was sending him photos. I'm like, I don't feel myself. And I knew that. And I went and I took that on stage. Um, and the difference between Finland and Arnold's was like, I was enjoying myself so much more backstage. And my mindset was, I've brought my best. Like, I grinded so hard in the two weeks between Arnold's in Finland to get like my body back because I had a few days obviously where I just kind of ate what I want because I had a few days in Barcelona um and I kind of grind I grinded so hard for those two weeks and I was like I've put myself through so much I'm so proud of my body what I've brought and that is all that matters I was like if I don't get top six I don't care like I've I've brought my best like this is my best condition like this entire season and it worked out because like I got third and like it showed that I was enjoying myself on the day so much yeah I do agree with you and it was like so obvious when looking at your stage photos as well and I think as well it's like doing what's like what works for you like some people like to be like quite sociable when they're on like just before they step on stage some people like to kind of go into their own little zone sort of thing so yeah like if you have to go in your own little world and like that's what makes you enjoy your show day and like bring your bus then yeah like do it but because it's interesting, actually, when you look at um, people's feedback, they think, they say, oh, I should have done this and that on stage, when actually sometimes they need to kind of look past that and look behind the stage and see whether that actually affected their performance. That's so quite interesting. Exactly. That's exactly how I took that um, this time around. Like, I literally was like, right, I work better when I'm not busy. Well, kind of, yeah, busy almost, like, to distract myself almost, but... I enjoy myself so much more on 
for Finland than I did for Arnold. So I would pick Finland over Arnold any day because it was just so much more enjoyable. It wasn't even about the placing. It was just the way I went into the show. That's what changed it all, really. Your three top mindset tips for any bikini competitor. Go. Oh, God, let me think about that one. Um, (laughs) What I would say is go in bringing your best. That is my main tip, is going, bringing your best. Don't, like, think about placings. Because I know a lot of people, obviously, you want to go into the competition. You want to place. Like, a lot of people, yeah, they do it for enjoyment, but they also want to go out there and kind of bring something back from what they've just put themselves through. Um but I also think like you need to just go into the competition, go into prep and just say, I'm going to give it my absolute best shot. And that's all you can do. Cause like I said before, you can't, you can't like, you can't, you don't know what's going to happen on the day. You don't know who's going to turn up on the day. You don't know what the judge is going to like on the day. So you've only just got to bring your best and don't get disheartened. Yeah. I think tip number two is don't get disheartened. Like, with criticism from show day after because that's what I did a lot of um the times kind of after show day I would really dwell on things that the judges would say like oh like your shoulders were too big like loads of people always commented on my shoulders like they're too big your body fitness but I knew yeah I knew in my heart I was like my my shoulders aren't that big but this is only from some judges it's not all of the judges like some judges will be like, you look perfect, like, you look really good, but there was obviously other people there, blah, 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 like, different people that were better than you, which is fair enough. Some people be like, your shoulders are too big, and it's like, you would never get a straight answer. So I always say, take criticism as what it is. Like, don't take it personally. Don't just take it within the industry and just let it be that, because a lot of people take it so personally, Um and get really disheartened by it and then that will stop them from competing because they can't handle the criticism when this is what kind of the sport's about they're judging you on your body which I that's kind of how I look at it they're judging you on your body and your presence so you've kind of got to take it as that and the third one um (laughs) um I don't know what about like when it comes to training? Like I know that the last thing you want to do sometimes is actually go into the gym like itself. Like how do you go about um, tackling that from like a mindset point of view? I think for the last stages of prep, like going through the last stages of prep is do not give up and give it your absolute all. Like I'm not even joking. Like if you can't be, there has been so many days where I've been like, I'm not going to do cardio today because my body is fucked. And like, I need to listen to my body because it needs a rest. You need to push through it and you need to kind of man up and do it anyway. Cause this is what, like, this is what I always say is that this is what this sport is about. Like you need to push yourself to places you've never even been before. Like, like mindset wise of just pushing your body to its absolute hardest. Um, and kind of just giving absolutely everything you got into what you can kind of present on stage because you look, the worst thing is you looking back and being like, I could have done more. I could have done more. And like, that's just the worst feeling being like, I could have done that cardio session that I missed, or I could have not had that like cheat meal that I wasn't supposed to have or something like that. So I think the thing is, the last tip is just to give it your all and don't like, just don't give up. 
Awesome. Okay, so I think we're nearly at the end of this podcast now. So what is next for Phoebe Hagen? Like, have you already started thinking about, like, next year? Oh, God, I have no clue what to do for next year. <laughs> I don't know. It's so, it, this, I always get to this at this point, and I'm like, I don't know what to do next year. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to do shows next year because I know a lot of people that are going to take a year out. Um, but you can't keep me away from the stage that long. So I'm going to carry on competing next year. But I don't know when I'll be competing. Oh, to be continued. I like that. Uh, so like maybe early next year? I don't, I think probably like I want to do, the thing is, I don't know, obviously there's loads of really iffy ups and downs with all this um, kind of federation, these new federations coming in. So I'm not too sure what I want to do federation wise anyway um but I think I'm I think probably would want to compete maybe like May June time or like maybe even July just because I think this year I did June a June competition and I really enjoyed doing like a bit of a later one instead of doing one in like April or something because I feel I'll probably stop if I was to do one in like March April I'd probably start prep like middle of january and I'd... oh my god yeah because i know there's like some people that like start their prep like during christmas oh how do you who how who are these people <laughs> no joke i remember seeing like some girls competing or like prepping and they'll bring like their tupperwares to like christmas parties and stuff oh my god i couldn't do that i am i've got to admit i am a lover of just junk food like i do like i love fueling my body with good food but then i also love the occasional like just dirty foods which, like, I'll happily admit that, like, it's not ashamed to, like, like junk food or anything, but I do love, like, a good old plate of, like, roast dinner and stuff like that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, like, I think there's a massive, like, misconception as well, because, like, I'm, oh, if I'm ever at a buffet, I swear I've got, like, so many people, like, watching, like, what I eat, and I'm just, like, for God's sake, like, I'm still normal, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people think when, like, obviously you post it all over social media and I think like your friends or people that aren't into bodybuilding anyway they think you eat healthy 24 7 and you do not have anything else and like that is totally not true like you should literally you could ask any of my friends any of my family of what I used to eat like like I used to eat so badly like you would not believe and like now they're like oh my god you're eating so healthy like but then when they do see me with quote unquote unhealthy foods, like they'll be like, Oh my god, I can't believe you're eating that. Like you don't eat that anymore. And it's like, I do, but like prep's different. Like prep gives you more control. Like obviously when you're off season, like you're if you want a chocolate bar, you can have a chocolate bar, but you're also gonna be like balanced and stuff with your diet. Yeah, like, I definitely think getting a balance in your off-season and, like, not depriving yourself is, well, personally, that's, like, the way that I I think really helps. Yeah, I think that's very important, finding, I think I think that's what off-season is, uh, that's very important. Like, you can shove in as many calories as possible, but then also you need to find balance because when you go into competition, you don't want to make it any harder for yourself, um, like, any more harder for yourself, really. Okay, so a bit of a scenario here. If a client came to you saying, look, I want to compete, I really want to do this, but then you can start to see, like, certain signs that they 
haven't got probably the best relationship when it comes to food uh, maybe like have like a few like binging episodes like here and there like what would be your advice to them rethink if they had an issue already with obviously binge eating and stuff um I would probably not put them on a prep diet or probably wouldn't I wouldn't consider putting them in for a show until I'd got rid of obviously all of those habits anyway because I think I do think what prep does create sometimes and it is very difficult for people is disorders with binge eating and body dysmorphia and stuff which is really sad but I think that starts from way back within the prep like and then once you've finished within the prep that's what it kind that's when it kind of starts so I think if someone was to come with me with an issue and say oh I've been binge eating like I want to get it sorted but I also want to do a competition next year I would hold off on the competition for them um, and kind of sort out their issues with binge eating and stuff like that kind of getting them on a structured plan and kind of helping them stop their binges and stuff like that yeah like I think that's really important like obviously when you come out of your contest prep like your head might be a bit might be a bit all over the place but I think before you go into a contest prep like your head has really got to be in like quite a sound place in terms of food body and all that sort of thing like before you go into one yeah I think uh, the thing is that I what I've seen a lot is um on Instagram stuff is a lot of people saying that post-competition is like a lot more difficult than actual prep itself which I think is very very true um and post-competition like you can have that freedom. You can eat that chocolate bar if you want to, but then it's also a case of if you want to improve, you also have to have that little bit of restriction and not go crazy and still eat like your protein, your carbs, your fats, still do cardio if you need to um, and stuff like that. But obviously that's the difference between um, just some people. Awesome. Okay, so I think we've pretty much like covered everything now. Like, is there anything else that you feel like we need to go over or we haven't kind of touched on properly? I don't think so. I think we literally have covered everything. In that case then, Phoebe, if people want to get in contact with you or find you, like how can they go and do that? Um, they can email me um at info uh I N F O at phtrainingonline.com. Um that's my email. Um, and then my website is www.phtrainingonline.com and that's pretty much how I communicate or PH Training um, on Facebook, my Facebook page um, and my Instagram is just another fitness blogger. I love that name by the way. I know, it was so random. When I was first, because I had a personal account and a fitness account Pretty much how, like, everyone starts on their, like, fitness journey, I swear. And then, like, um, I transitioned my personal over, like, just to my fitness, which was, like, a massive thing. And I was like, I can't do that. But, yeah, I was like, what do I name myself? Because everyone always has, like, just, like, fitness at the end. And I'm like, no, I I want something different. So I call myself that. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you're just another fitness vlogger. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) It's so memorable, like... I always remember that name, like, when I'm on Instagram and stuff like that. So, like, awesome. Okay. Massive thank you to Phoebe for coming on to this podcast. And thank you so much, guys, for listening. Just FYI, like, if anyone wants to kind of 
be on the podcast or they want anything covered in particular, then just let me know. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you haven't already. This has been your host, Jasmine Anderson, and this has been Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. And yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks, Phoebe.